Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Happy 25,000 subscribers. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. That's where you can communicate with each other, communicate with us, get special host updates. We're starting to move operations from Twitter X, everybody. So if you want all the latest content, you've got to be subscribed to Off the Floor, $2.99 per month, and no Elon Musk. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. Again, betteredge.com. Play in our contest. Got an NFL contest. Goes on every single week for 10 bucks. They're easy to find. Just, again, use that code. Look for competitions, and you'll find them. We do a daily NBA contest as well. We're also doing a playing tournament. Con- we got all kinds of contests on there. So check out Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN and get $20 to play legally. And now today's episode. Down to this game. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Thanks to Greg for holding it down on playback last night. Check out the coverage from the game as well. Alex, myself, and Gad Cartagena, excuse me, Brady, myself, and Gad Cartagena were there. Alex was off. Alex and Brady will be back with us on the podcast this week. Well, we are at the 20-game mark, and it was actually Pat Riley who coined the phrase that you start to evaluate your team at 20 games, okay? That's not a phrase, but the theory. And the Miami Heat are 11-9. and So they are on a 45 win pace, roughly, um, which is not awful. I had them at 47 before the season. There have been some bad losses. Uh, The game against the Nets at home, where they squandered more than a 20-point lead. The game against the Knicks on the road, where they gave up a 21-point lead. Uh, The game last night, as we're speaking, against Indiana, which was a total defensive debacle and completely embarrassing they essentially like it looked like a game of like Zoe's summer group for those who remember that <laughs> at the arena where 
four point shots and five point shots. Uh, I covered a whole lot of those. Darius Miles, I think, was the all time leading scorer in Eddie. 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 Remember that? Oh, that was that was the best. That was one of my favorites. Was uh, that was Tim Hardaway when they were in year two thousand. The Heat were actually going after uh, McGrady and uh, Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill. They didn't get either of them. So then the, their attention turned to Eddie Jones, and Eddie was there. And Tim Hardaway, of all people, was leading the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie chant. Uh, they ended up getting Eddie screaming. Jones. Screaming. Unfortunately, he still got sick. And, and so that team didn't pan out the way that they had quite hoped. But, yeah, it was total embarrassment. So there, there's some losses in there that are ugly. Um and there's also been some inconsistency in terms of availability, which uh, is seems to be a consistent problem. The only consistent thing with this team is inconsistent availability. Um, and in this case, you've had Tyler Hero playing only eight games. Now Bam Adebayo is missing time. He's going to miss another game on Wednesday because of the hip. Uh, Jimmy was slow starting into the season after missing the preseason. Caleb Martin took some time to ramp up, missed a lot of time. Josh Richardson took some time to ramp up. So uh, again, every team deals with a certain number of injuries, but it does seem like with the heat, there's always something. It's a -a whack-a-mole. One guy's back and another guy's out. Uh, But we're going to try to evaluate the overall. So we're going to do that quickly here. And then we're going to go player by player. And the way I want to grade everybody is kind of relative to expectation, if we can do that. So, uh, you know, how they performed, and and we'll go through them all quickly. Um, I would say my overall grade for the heat so far (laughs) far is a B minus. Uh, they've had injury issues, as we've mentioned, inconsistent availability. They showed resolve in the way that they came back from the bad start to the season. I see a lot of potential from this team. I think this team is better than last year's team. I've said that consistently going back months, even if they didn't get Dame, that I liked this team better. I still feel that way. In fact, I feel that way more than I did before. But at times the execution is just not there. And some of it is the inconsistent availability, but some of it like last night is inexcusable. Like that is just, that's just disgusting. I mean, it's not about availability when you just can't, the point of attack was, I mean, TJ McConnell was made to look like Steve Nash and Jason Kidd rolled into one. And that just can't happen. uh, Even though TJ's done that kind of thing against them before. So I'm going to say a B minus overall, they are right smack in the middle They're 14th in net rating. They're 14th in offensive rating. And they slipped all the way from 9th to 16th in defensive rating over the past three games. So the two Pacer games, even one without Halliburton, did tremendous damage to their defensive rating. So they are essentially the definition of average statistically. And they were last year, too. And then they went to the finals. So I I have them at a B minus. B minus is fair. I think that um, there's parts of me that wants to say C plus when I look at things like this team uh, is giving up the highest effective field goal percentage in franchise history at 57%. Um, That's uh, highest ever straight up. And um, just like the calling card defensive stuff falling off of the face of the earth in the fourth quarter, like that wants me to say C plus, but this is about expectations. And I think a lot of people thought that this team would struggle uh, more than they have, which is I maybe, maybe not everyone thought that, but I felt like that was probably the overall sentiment from the fan base early. 
prior to the season starting after the off season didn't go the way that everyone thought they thought it would be so stale and that it would basically feel like last year. And although they're, you know, around 500, they, it, this does not feel like last year. So to that point, I land right where you land um, B minus, but it, it's a B minus in, um, in red ink. It's not like a B minus in whatever ink you use when it's a great grade. Is that green? I don't know. I haven't been in college for forever. I still have the dream about the papers I didn't turn in my senior year. So I feel like I am still in college. Uh, I, I think that's fair. I think most people would put them around that area, you know, kind of that B minus uh, to C plus range. Obviously, during the winning streak, it looked different. And, you know, you just have to have better fourth quarters in some of these games. Now, th th this past one, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, th they literally felt like they went two hours without a stop. And I that is – it was just a weird performance considering that the other team – I know you didn't have Bam and you didn't have Tyler and you didn't have Highsmith, but uh, at least after the first three minutes. But that other team – I mean, South Beach Flu is supposed to affect the visiting team. When they're there for three days, it looked like it affected uh, the home team. But let, let's go through it. And, again, we're going to do this relative to expectations, okay? So just because somebody is graded higher than other does not mean we think that that player is a better player. But it's, okay, what we anticipated and what we've gotten. Um, so I'm going to start here with Jimmy Butler, who uh, last night, to me, typified it in a lot of ways. When he feels like it. He's still really good. So last night he had eight points in the first half was a complete non-factor on both ends, actually. Okay. Just looked totally disengaged. And then what did he have in the second half? 25, I think. And then he had, he ended up with what? 33, five and five. The positive here is he still has it in him. Okay. So it hasn't disappeared. He struggles with length at times. He struggled with Obi Toppin last night. And then he kind of figures his way out of it. And he started a pump fake and he started to, you know, exploit the switches. He's learning how to play with some of these guys. He's got a guy out there in Hakez who's very similar to him. They learn how to play off of each other. He's playing with Caleb sometimes. Uh, you know, obviously the Tyler fit has been something we've discussed a lot. Uh, I'm going to say B minus for Jimmy so far. I, I might even be inclined to go C plus because there's been some just real doozies in there, like the, the Milwaukee game, the Boston game on the road. Now, I think they win at least one of those games if he just plays at a reasonable level. But again, it was early in the season. We kind of know he's trolling. Um, I'm, I'm going to say B minus. I hate that we're going to agree a lot, but um, that makes sense. I mean, I all you know what? Let's not agree. I'm going to say he's a solid C, and that's only because we know what Jimmy Butler's capable of, and he obviously can become an A-plus guy, and he will eventually. So uh, I, I'm going to go C for everything you've already mentioned. Uh, there, there's some things that I don't love about, um, you know, some of uh, – I don't know. There, there's been moments where he's felt kind of – going through the motions is, is too strong of a term because Jimmy Butler is such a, like, as – Bernie with Ed Bernie Lee would say such a psycho that he doesn't just go through the motions. But right. when you look at the rebounding numbers, some of that stuff, rebound percentages throughout his career, you're going to notice that this year is not particularly kind for him. That's to me, it shows that there's pacing himself. And so for now, 20 games in C. He's also um, a little under 47% from the field. That's come up some from where it was. It was sitting around 43, 44, but that's lower than last year. So he hasn't been quite as efficient. 
Uh, he's now second on the team in points per game behind Tyler. A lot of noise in those numbers because he's put up numbers in games Tyler hasn't played in. Uh, Tyler put up some numbers in some games Jimmy didn't play in a couple games Jimmy didn't play in. And now obviously without Bam, but he's second on the team in scoring right ahead of Bam now. So so it's 22-9 for Tyler, 22-4 for Jimmy, 22-3 for Bam. Uh, so this transitions to Bam here and there's only two possible grades for him and it's only if you want to find a flaw somewhere that i think you go with the lower one but i'm just going to say a straight a um the hip injury is concerning I, not his fault it's concerning just in it just seems to be it reminds me a little bit of because what eric said last night about how he just keeps banging it okay it just keeps reminding me of the Dwayne bone bruise uh, if you go back to the big three era where it was like, he'd be fine. And then three weeks later he would knock it. And then it was going to be another week setback. So that concerns me, but that's not a performance issue. He's giving you the aggression that you wanted offensively. He's 15.8 shots per game. Um, we said he wanted him to be, you know, to be in that 15 to 16, 17 range. So he's right there. He's developed all kinds of counters that he didn't have before. He, and the biggest thing is he's been more aggressive. And then uh, to me, his defensive player of the year case is what we saw from the heat defensively since he went out in the Indiana game, which uh, it's, you know, th there was one stretch where the heat played well, but I mean, yesterday was, I don't think that happens if Bam's in. And to me, that's the, the greatest tribute to him. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say an A for Bam. No ceiling, A minus, and I'm not even giving y'all analysis. Let's go to the next one. All right, so let's go to Tyler, and we'll do this one, and then after the break, we'll get to the others. Uh, I know some of you inclined to say incomplete because he's played only eight games, and others who just want to blame him for every injury that he ever has are gonna are gonna downgrade him for that. Um, but I'm gonna evaluate what I saw for the first eight games, which is mm -hmm. again a better player than he was last year. I'm not going to blame him for taking higher usage at a time where Jimmy was again trolling during a lot of it and seemed not to want to score or wasn't sort of making those kind of efforts. I understand about the fit issues coming back into the starting lineup and all that, which is what, where he should go. We'll talk about Duncan here in a second. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a B plus uh, again, just because he hasn't been available, but I, 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 and which again, I'm not going to blame him. Maybe it sounds like I'm marking him down for that. I can't put him in the A range when he hasn't been out there for uh, 10 games so far, but I saw enough early in the season to say B plus. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he was having a huge year. He's he's like basically looking like what everybody said Bradley Beal was looking like in Washington when they were fawning over him all for all those years. And it remains to be seen how it's going to work long term. So when I when we give him uh and you landed where just so that I'm clear, where where did B you go? Plus. B plus. I, I would almost even say that he he could sneak into the A minus range. But B-plus B is, is right here. We're not going to agree on all of these folks, I promise y'all. Um, but that's the thing. This is an incomplete by virtue of the fact that it, if it doesn't fit within the team concept and if he can't right. be on the floor when it matters most, fans are not going to care what it looks like when he is on the floor. So there's some availability is uh, a skill. Does someone say that? Or it, that's, you know, like that's, I, I guess. I, I think availability is a talent. Well, you can't make the team from the training room is kind of what Bill Parcells used to say. And he's made the team, but, uh, you know, you're right. I, it's not going to matter what he does if he's not there to do it. That That's, that, that's, that's really – 
that's really what we're getting at. All right, after the break here, so we've got Jimmy, we got Bam, we got Tyler. Now we're gonna go through. We're gonna go a little quicker through some of the uh, the role guys on this team. Some of them look like more than role players. Before we do, we're gonna tell you your role in your grooming. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury. Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. We shouldn't be talking about New York. So go to manscaped.com. It's not even New York. It's New Jersey. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. All right, so let's go through some of these other guys, and I know that there's going to be some disagreement on some of them, probably not great divergence, uh, but we'll do these quicker, so a minute or less. Kyle Lowry, where do you put him? Uh, I'm giving him a B minus. It's funny. I think we come in. We do come in at the same place here. That's what I was going to give him. Um, it, it's People like it's a B minus relative to, to it's a it's a B minus relative to to where expectations have landed for him. Yeah. Right. Not not expectations when he signed the contract. Not expectations in terms of competing with the best point guards in the league, but expectations for being a functional player. And and I give him credit for the shape that he got into. It's clear he got into better shape. And he has had moments this year where when he's shot the ball, he's really helped them. But he also has limitations that they have to work around. And that's so, you know, they need an overall upgrade of the point guard room, um, whether or not he's going to be part of that room going forward or not. So they either need another complimentary piece to him that's similar to him, or they need an upgrade overall. I, I think B minus is, is is fair there. Um Josh Richardson. That's a tough one because he started out so ugly and now it's started to get right. And so the recency is going to probably make me lean into giving him a better grade because I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I also want Josh Richardson to work out 
in Miami. Uh, I don't think he probably ever wants to leave again. I wrote on our uh, off the floor feed, like four teams cast him away and then he comes here and finds a role again. It's just hilarious. Like, why would he want to leave? I'm going to say that he probably comes in though at uh, C plus for now. And that's because at the beginning of the year, it was really ugly for a while. And he looked like he was struggling to find exactly where he fit, who he fit with, where his role exactly was going to lie because he knew the things that needed to be done and he knew the things he could do, but it's kind of like the when, where, and, um, and then the how. And so that's the stuff that's coming to him now. His connection with the bench unit, I think has been huge. Um, and also the fact that, uh, he's closing games. Like if you look at a lot of their best lineups this year, they include Josh, uh, in the fourth quarter. So that's just all all of that means that he's probably going to end the season as a B, but through 20 games, he's a solid C plus for me. Yeah, I mean, one of, you mentioned the lineups. It's one of the reasons I didn't put Lowry in the C category because a lot of their best lineups do have Kyle in them. So I'm trying to be fair to him there. I feel C plus is about right. Um, I, it's funny. He's looked better and better offensively. Yeah. And then the last couple of games, he hasn't good, looked good defensively, which is strange, not guarding the point. of I talked to him about that last night um, and we got into some of the specifics of it, but I – I, I'll, I'll say C plus, but I, I think it's going to be better later. I, I feel like that's where it's trending. It was like a D through the first couple weeks of the season. So he he's made up a lot of ground. Um, Kevin Love, I, I'm honestly, I, I'm going to give Kevin Love a B plus. Uh, I, I think that I understand what he can't do anymore, but he has such an understanding of what he can do. And he is utilizing that on the court and off the court he is a plus for this organization right now. I, I just think you, I think you just feel more comfortable when he's in. Like it's just like, and and also his willingness to accept going from the starting four, which didn't look like it was going to be a long term thing. We talked about that, but now being the backup five, stabilizing that role, and he has had pockets of games where his passing, particularly the the uh, the outlets, uh, taking charges, where he has. He has changed the tenor of like three or four games this season. And on his contract at his age, B plus. He is uh Kevin Love is getting the highest percentage of missed field goals. So defensive rebounding field uh percent field goal defensive rebounding percentage in his entire career. That's something they need. Like he's not going to be the guy that fills the stat sheet. He's not going to be the guy that's going to shoot as good as he's ever shot from three. He's not going to get the crazy number. So do the things he you need him to do. He finds the right spots. He gets guys um, out on the break by virtue of them crazy outlet passes. And he's rebounding just well enough to seize the backup center role. I think you're, you're, you're right on with Kevin Love. I think he's had um, – a pretty damn good year so far. Yeah, he's been really good value. All right. Um, Caleb Mort feels a little incomplete because yeah. of the way it started. Can't even look at the last the last five games, uh, four, four games. It, it really kind of started in that fourth quarter in Brooklyn where yeah. there was really nobody else. They put the ball in his hands. And I said at the time, I thought that was important, that that was to me the biggest takeaway from that game. Everybody focused on Jovic, but I was like, for the guy who's going to contribute right now, this is more important about Caleb Martin. You're seeing, as, as Eric said, the quick twitch has come back. 
the 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 baseline attacks yeah exactly yeah, the, the, he loves that reverse layup i that is like <laughs> he will shoot a reverse layup even if he can shoot a regular lay it's just <laughs> um he plays differently than their other wings and I, I think early in the season we kind of forgot what he was providing uh I, i'm gonna say to me it's a c or c plus simply because if you look at the overall performance of the year that's i can't put him in the b range but right. i see the upside similar to josh i and I, Josh, and, and I feel like now if the knee injury is literally behind him, which we'll see, um, there's some in our network who don't think it is, then the, yeah, the arrow is up with him, I think even more than it is with Josh. But I'm going to have to say C because relative to expectations coming to the season, guy yeah, could have been Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I, I can't really grade him better than that. That's why I'm going D plus. Um, and, okay. you know, we're we're mincing like you know splitting hairs and mincing words, but um, yeah, it, and that's this has to do with and and we had this discussion on on off the floor amongst seventy five of us that were chatting uh, an hour before the game yesterday, and uh, it was about the fact that like what's Caleb Martin's trade value now, and there was arguments that his value is as it was throughout the summer. How the hell? Can he come off the end of that game seven in Boston? And then like he went the summer with whatever trade value he had, which you and I know he had trade value to now there's no way that the value is the same. And so for me, relative to expectations, as you said, I expected Caleb to be their fourth best player and he hasn't yeah, been you know anything what? close to that. I'm, I'm going to, I, I'm going to grade him down to C minus. Then I think you've convinced me on that, and, and I think we're going to look at this differently in a month. Oh, so for sure. I, I, it's twenty I, games. I don't think it's yeah. It's not an effort thing for him. It's just where it is. All right. Um, Haywood Highsmith. I I'm going to say a B. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like earlier in the season when he first got the starting role and his contribution to winning, which is still there, it, it might have been even higher. Um, I, I, and I think one of the reasons we're not going to say it's that much higher relative to expectations is I think you, me, Brady, Alex, we all thought he'd have a role this year. Like mm-hmm. I, I, maybe, maybe some Heat fans did not, but we, you know, we thought he'd be in the rotation to be a starter, to earn that role. He deserves credit for it. I am concerned about some things though. Uh, the more that he plays, there does seem to be some diminishing returns here. Uh, defensively as good as he is. Halliburton's cooked a lot of guys, but that, that game was not good for him. And uh, he is, and you talk about availability. He's, he's getting dinged up a lot. now again, I don't blame all that stuff on the particular player, but uh, he just hasn't been able to build the momentum off that. And the biggest thing that concerns me is the shot because that is what made him so playable. We know about the defense, but he's making the three point shot. Then you really can't take him off the floor in a lot of situations. And there's been some games lately where we've been like, okay, you got to get him off the floor because Teams are leaving him open, and he's not going to make that three. He likes that wing three kind of from the left side usually, and it's not going lately. So I'm going to say like, if we did this a week and a half ago, I would have said A-. minus. And I, to me, it's a B and dropping right now, whereas I think Josh and Caleb are lower but rising. I'm still giving Haywood Highsmith an A-, minus, and I'll tell you why. When he's starting this year, they're 10-4. and four. So that's 14 of the 20 games and the other six games, they're one in five. So um, I'm going to still hook him up with the early game, a minus. But again, this week 
had him trending down. And so we'll see yeah. where it goes. But for now, A minus just because of the team success. All right. Uh, Thomas Bryant. Um, he's gotten played out of the rotation. So, I mean, it's, it's a D, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's just, it, 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 it looks like another of those signings that at that position that, you know, you tried something different. You went for someone younger, more offensive minded. Uh, he looked better early than he's looked mm-hmm. lately. Uh, the Nets game, you know, he's got some opportunity. He hasn't made the most of it. And he's been passing the rotation by Orlando Robinson, not not just by Kevin Love, but now by Orlando Robinson. So I, you know, to me, DD minus so far, and I, I don't really know that he's going to get an opportunity to to play his way out of that. Uh, so you know, that that's where I would put him. Um, Orlando Robinson, there's not enough data at this point. I would say the same with Jamal Cain. The the one thing I'd say about Jamal Cain is he's got to know where to go when he's on the court. I I was watching last night, and teammates were frustrated with him. Um, Josh was kind of pointing for him where to go. I thought at one point Caleb did. I don't Maybe it wasn't Caleb. It was Josh. And then Duncan was stopped at a timeout, telling him where he's supposed to be on the other end. Um, And then there was stepping out out of bounds on the baseline. Like, I don't know. He just had a bunch of sort of brain lapses there and he as much energy as he brings he's not going to play much if that happens and it kind of goes back to what i was told about camp that he was close to getting cut like everybody was talking about you know him not getting the the standard but he kind of saved himself with those last preseason games to even get the two-way so with as many wings as they've got you know i i I like him I, i like his energy um, I like his skill set, his switchability and all that. Seems like a good guy, good locker room guy. Uh, but he's he's gotta know what to do when he's out there or suppose not gonna play him. I mean, that's it's just yeah, that's just the deal. So um Kane and, and Orlando, Orlando and j- yeah. j- I'll I'll close the loop on both those guys. The only thing that rubs me the wrong way as we're talking 20 games in is that uh I wanted I guess both of them to flash a little bit more. Orlando Robinson mm-hmm. has had a couple games where as long, he's played so many minutes and it was such a high scoring atmosphere against Indiana where he did score well. But I think like when we talk about the backup center role and our expectations heading into the season and how we thought Haywood Highsmith would have a role, I think we all kind of thought Orlando Robinson had a real opportunity to take a backup center spot here. And that has not transpired. And well, Jamal Payne, obviously. You know- he moved all the way to fourth string center. Now it seems like he's third. So he's made yep. some progress in that regard, but watching Spolstra get irritated with him in terms of positioning. And even after the game last night, where Spo doesn't typically do this because he was talking, because Orlando had a big stat line yeah. and the type of game that he was, he made some threes. I mean, you can see the skills. Like, I mean, the, the totally. skills are there um and he's a bright guy and and I, I think they want it to work out with him uh but at the same time like you could also see Spo getting annoyed and then at the after the game he said there are some things he needs to get better at Spo doesn't usually go there he Say tends that. to criticize yeah. uh co- collectively but praise individually so whenever he does that it's because somebody asking the question is praising the player and Spo wants to make it clear untrained eye um Jovich I'm not gonna grade because there's no no opportunity to grade it I think some would grade Spo on that I would not but that's where it is so there's one guy left right we've got we Drew Smith unfortunate situation never really got to see it um and and hopefully things things he wasn't gonna get a good grade anyway (laughs) maybe not although he did some things defensively that are better than some ones you're so kind 
I think I am trying to be. I well, all right, so we've hit everybody but one. I mean, there's only one grade here, right? For Jaime Hayes Jr. And and this comes off in what my view was his worst game. I, I did not think he played well in the second game against the Pacers. He looked jittery, he was missing free throws. He looked like a rookie. It's a, kind of the first time he's looked like a rookie since they put him in the starting lineup early in the season and he missed a bunch of threes because he was kind of didn't really sort of know where he's supposed to be. So the ball kept finding him there. Um He's an A plus though. I mean, you, you have you have you have a draft pick, twenty two or not twenty two, who you pick at that spot, eighteen, and he's contributing on a team that has contending aspirations. He's playing heavy minutes in the fourth quarters. He's playing defense, and he has become electric for this fan base at home. Like he's getting the Tyler treat. Like it reminds me of Tyler as a rookie, where every time Tyler did something, the building sounded different. It sounds different. With Hawkins, like people are going to games and watching games now to watch him play, like yeah. that's and and so it's an A plus. Again, I, bad night against Indiana, but it's an A plus. This is uh, this will have more explanatory power uh, than me saying anything else. I've already ordered a Jaime Hawkins jersey, and I'm 41 going on 42, and I don't even really wear jerseys, but I just want I, – I like to collect them, we'll say, and I wear them to the beach and stuff like that, outside summer barbecue style, pool style. But I've already purchased a Jaime Hawkins jersey. Um, other than Bam and Jimmy, no one else on the team do I own, so that that speaks volumes. A+. plus. Yeah, 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 for sure. So our highest grade so far, as we recap, I won't go through all of it. Um, relative to expectations, Hakez one, Bam two, and Duncan. I think Kevin. Oh, oh, we didn't do that. That's the guy we didn't do. See, I told you I was missing something. I thought you were going to do both of them because they're the biggest grade. Like they're the most A pluses. Well, I'm, 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 I mean, is there a grade higher than A plus relative to expectations? That, correct. I'm That's what I'm. The most important guy here, right? I, like I thought. Like it's so funny. I, I, you only said Hawkes, and then I'm like, oh, he must have said Duncan earlier, and I'm forgetting it. But you had forgotten it. No, Duncan well, and Hawkes. Forgot about him for the last two years. Certainly, Spolcher right. did. I wanted to trade him, and now it's like he's untouchable. Don't put him in that damn trade machine on our Discord. Can I can I just give you give you the numbers here? I mean, he's averaging fourteen point seven points in twenty nine point six minutes, forty nine percent from the field, forty five percent from three. Okay, uh, effective field goal percentage of sixty three percent, eighty four percent from the line. 2.7 assists per game because of some of the playmaking that he's done while committing just one turnover per game. Uh, he has been, I, I, I almost feel like we should restart the pod because I can't believe that I almost forgot Duncan. He's an A plus. I, I, I mean, relative to expectations, there's no question about it. Like the fact that fans who wanted him out the door for anything, just attach picks, get that contract out of here. Okay are now like he should start even when Tyler comes back. <laughs> that tells you everything. Uh, he's been, he's just been tremendous. And the other thing about it, he's been consistent. Like uh, there's a couple games that haven't been as good, but it's like when Duncan's on the floor, you're like, all right, you got Duncan out there with the wings. The wings are going to find space. You put Duncan out there with bam, there's a comfort level. And I'll say the one thing that looks better than it's ever looked, the Jimmy Duncan uh, connection has looked better to me 
than it has in recent years. And uh, I think there's, there's some reasons behind that, but uh, he's been, he's been tremendous. So I, I would say a plus, are you going a plus? Oh my gosh. Yes. Him and Hawkes. Those are the a plus guys, him, Hawkes, Bam and Duncan. And Duncan, those are the three. And Tyler was trending that direction yep. before he got hurt. We think that the arrows up for Caleb and Josh Lowry, you know, stay at this level. This will be okay. Kevin Love has been good. And Spo? Uh, Thomas Bryant has has not been good. Spo will do on another episode. And uh, <laughs> you're like, hey, how long hey, are you going to push this one? <laughs> hey, when Heisman was 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 a big positive. And I'm a little concerned about a trend down of late, at least with the increased minutes. So I think, and Jimmy, as soon as he stops trolling, that's basically where we're at with Jimmy at this stage. All right, for Greg, uh, for our sponsors, uh, who you hear on the podcast, well, check out Better Edge, use code 5RSN, Manscaped, use code 5RSN. Could you guys all sign up for Off the Floor? What are you doing? Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all... Someone needs to listen to my dad. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.